This story is from I Do Work Here Lady. I was the boss's son. I had an entitled employee in my crew that made a mistake. A little background. My father owns a telecommunications repair company, and before that, he worked in the industry for years. And since I hated daycare, I spent every summer helping him learn to weld, rig cell phone tower antennas, stuff like that. By the time I was 19 years old and dropped out of college, I decided to get my certifications and ask my dad for a job. Well, he got a huge contract contract and hired five brand new guys with myself and another veteran that's been working with him for years as crew leads to run all the repair projects. I ended up with this massive D-bag who got fired from multiple different physical therapy clinics and is now 40 and unhirable by any other industry, but he has a massive superiority complex because he has a bachelor's degree and that somehow makes him better than a tradesman. On to the story. We are on the first site on the first day of a job for a major client taking down old antennas and putting up new one. The other crew lead and I drive up to the site after morning meetings at the hotel with my dad and the client over Skype and we've brought lunch for everyone. The other crew lead realizes he forgot his hard hat at the hotel and tells me he'll be back in half an hour. No big deal. It's a simple job that I've done before with my dad. I drop the sandwiches in the refrigerated server room and go to the D-bag who using a trailer hitch winch to haul a brand new antenna up to the tower where our other guys were who are 700 feet up at the top waiting to install it. He's got the antenna about 150 feet up at this point. Me. Hey, D-bag, I think you've got your fasteners on backwards. The fasteners have to be perfect because the higher the antenna gets, the more wind, the more tension on the winch. D-bag. They're fine. Me. No, they're definitely backwards. D-bag. They're effing fine. Go away, little bootlicker. I guess that was his derogatory term for me being the boss's kid. Me, no, they're backwards. And by the time it gets up there, the winch is going to slip and the antenna is going to drop. Bring it back down and fix it. D-bag. I don't have to do squat for someone who's half my age and can't make it through a year of college. The only reason you're here is because your daddy's kid and can't make it in the real world. Right as he finished the sentence, I hear the winch crack. So I grab... DB and run both of us into the server shelter, smashing all the sandwiches in the process while the winch flies out of the hitch mount and the antenna drops like a rock onto the truck, carving straight through the cab and into the ground underneath. Me. Ah, man, so you can't rig right and you don't have the common sense to put the pin in to secure the winch to the truck. There's no way that was my fault. Me. Not only is it your fault, but now I get to explain to both OSHA and our insurance how we managed to damage over $70,000 in equipment and $30,000 in our client's equipment on the first day on this job. I spent the rest of the day calling OSHA, my dad, our insurance, and my mother, who's our accountant, to make sure that all the right reports get filed and our butts are covered on all bases. I'm assuring the other crew guys their paychecks aren't going to be affected and that I'll get them some more sandwiches. After the end of the day reports are finished, my dad calls me up and tells me to fire D-Bag for negligence. So I go up to him. Me. Hey, you're being let go. Sorry, but this incident is just something we can't afford to have happen again. And since it was obviously D-Bag, you can't fire me. The other crew guy, pretty sure he can fire you. And if you don't believe him, I'll fire you. If you don't believe either of us, then we can go see the boss tomorrow. D-Bag, forget it. Let's go talk to the boss right now. It's like 4 p.m. So we drive three hours, interrupt my family's dinner, and then sit there smugly on the couch in my dad's home office while he 
he literally screams at this guy about costing him $100,000 and maybe a lost contract and basically tells the guy he's filing a civil suit for negligence since I specifically came and told him he was doing something incorrectly. D-bag. What is he now? He's just a kid. Dad, I taught him how to rig a winch when he was eight and he did it right. You're a 40-year-old man who managed to crush an entire truck. Get out of my house. So the first thought I wonder is, is there actually going to be a lawsuit from this? And on top of that, the first question people asked was, how much did his insurance go up? And the OP kind of answered both of those things. They said, we were able to provide the insurance company that with him gone, there was no reason our rates should go up since the other crew guy and I had pretty solid records as crew leads and that was our first incident in two years. My dad's company actually has one of the cleanest incident records in the industry because he focuses on training and safety more than profits. I guess coming from the perspective of car insurance or something like that, I feel like there's no way in a car insurance scenario that your rates want to go up, but maybe insurance in this realm of things is a lot more reasonable and they're not going to increase the rates that much for something that you can prove is no longer a part of the equation. In this case, the guy they let go. This definitely seems like a situation where the guy that was let go was probably frustrated thinking that he knew better about this industry when it seems like he's pretty new to this industry. Whereas the boss's son, although he is very young, he's been doing this since he was eight years old. I mean, this guy's basically an expert at this point, but I don't think he wanted to give him a chance. So what would you do if you were in this situation? Am I the jerk for being upset with my husband for using my bonus on himself? Here's some history. My husband is a 28-year-old male and I'm a 27-year-old female and we've been married for about four years now. We dated in college and got married after. He finished college with a finance degree and thought he would go into accounting. Well, he quickly found out that it was not his passion. So he bounced around jobs and ideas like business, becoming a teacher, a lawyer, but nothing really kept him saying, this is what I want to do. This was all pre the global illness. And since the global illness has started, he has not attempted anything. He says after the pandemic, there will be a boom in jobs and he can find something that he's passionate about. I have been working full time and thankfully my job became remote and pays the bills while keeping food on the table. Here's the incident in question. After the fiscal year closed, my work had done really well. We were selling medical testing equipment, so it was a big product of 2020. I was given a promotion and I got a little pay raise and a small bonus. I was really excited because I could finally repair my purse and replace my shoes. My friend's puppy destroyed it, but I acknowledge I should not have left my purse on a low stool in front of the puppy bed, so it was my fault. I was so excited to tell my husband, but he seemed more excited than me over this promotion. He started going off how he could redo his game area and get new systems since he was tired of his others, and I was dumbfounded. I got really quiet because I could almost not believe what he was saying. He eventually goes out and gets himself a new system, chair, and mouse. He basically spent my entire bonus. I was so upset and ultimately hurt and numb. We ended up getting into an argument and he called me selfish for not being happy that he finally got to achieve his dream and I am spoiled for being upset. I couldn't spend this money on myself first. I basically called him an ungrateful jerk and asked why does he deserve new stuff when I have been providing. He got really quiet on that one and stormed out saying he would be staying with his family only about an hour away. I have been getting angry calls and texts due to the fact that he didn't feel supported in his own home and if I am making the money I can get whatever I want and I shouldn't throw it in his face since he he doesn't have income, which is not true. I'm trying to keep a roof over our head and food on the table. All of his friends and family think I way overreacted to something that makes my husband happy and that the next time we get a large sum of money, my husband said he would let me
let me repair my purse. I haven't responded and I don't think I will for a few days. But I've gotten so many, you're such a B and a jerk, I'm starting to wonder if I really am. So... Am I the jerk for being upset with my husband for spending all my bonus money on himself? So before we even get into any of the conversation about this, there's actually an update on this where she says that she took the weekend to reflect on what she wants and she sees a lot of people's points and she can't keep treating this like a marriage if he doesn't. So here's to today and my first steps towards freedom. I am separating the finances immediately and contacting a local lawyer to see my options and rights as well as therapy options for him. I will present this to him and he gets to choose, but I refuse to baby an almost 30-year-old. If he wants that, he has his mother. So she's not explicitly saying the word divorce, but that sounds like a divorce to me if she's contacting a local lawyer and she's separating all the finances. Way before you get to that step, I think there should be a lot of conversation that's had because if this is the only thing that's happened like this after a long time, who knows what this guy is going through? The global illness has changed a lot of people in a lot of ways, especially people becoming more depressed than they expected to be and maybe not able to communicate that because it's the first time they've ever been depressed or something else that's come up during the global pandemic. We really don't know. We don't have enough information about the husband because we're hearing it from the wife's point of view, but it seems like she's seeing it that he's just staying at home and doing nothing. But maybe this guy is struggling inside or there's something going on. And instead of trying to have a conversation with her and explaining that to her, he did the dumb option, which is just to take the money and spend it on all this stuff that he thinks will make him happier. When if that is really what would have made him happier, he should have said, hey, I think I'm going through this thing right now. And I think this would help a lot. What do you think? And then they could talk about it together. Maybe instead of getting all that stuff, a, a chair and the systems and all this other stuff, I think she said a mouse, maybe one of those things so she could also get her purse repaired or whatever it is that she needs. The only reason I say this is because people don't usually just do stuff totally out of nowhere. If this is out of character enough for her to write a whole piece about it, then something has probably changed within the husband given the circumstances of the world. Because people don't tend to just do something like this out of nowhere if that's not how they were before, if there was nothing that caused it. So rather than jumping straight to a divorce, it's probably worth figuring out why is the first step. But maybe none of that matters. Maybe he's just a jerk. If that's what you think, let me know down below in the chat. Jerk or not a jerk, and what would you do? Am I Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I the jerk for choosing my brother over my marriage. My parents divorced when I was three years old and went into separate marriages. I had a rough childhood being split between two different households. It was really messy and made me not want children at all. When I was 20 years old, my parents reconciled after their second marriages had ended and had my brother soon after. I had already been dating my now wife for a year and we were eventually married. She agreed with me about not wanting kids. Five years later and my brother is now six years old and all is not well in my parents' marriage. My mother had an unexpected heart attack and died. My father did not take it well and drank himself to death. Obviously, my family is in mourning and I've been trying to find a home for my brother. None of my half-siblings want him. 
The only other option would be for him to go into foster care and I'm not going to let that happen. I told my wife that I was going to be his guardian and she did not have to stick around in this marriage if she didn't want to. She did not take it well and is furious that I would choose my brother over her. I doubt my marriage will survive, but I can't let my brother go into foster care. Am I the jerk? The way that he described presenting this to his wife seems very adversarial. He told her that he was going to become his guardian and she didn't have to stick around to this marriage if she didn't want to. Is that on the first explanation or is that after a long argument? Because there's no context as to when that came. If he just said that out of nowhere, that's really weird. And maybe the wife would have been okay with it if he would have just said, hey, if we don't do this, my brother is going to have to go into foster care. Are you open to this? If he did say all that and she said, no way, send him to foster care, then yeah, I understand that. I understand him saying it like this but it seems weird if he just said that as the first way of bringing it up even if he knew she didn't want kids there are moments like these where even if you don't want to be a guardian of someone you have to step up and do it i mean the alternative is your brother is going into the system and why would you allow for that to happen if you had the means to prevent it from happening if that ended up being the case your brother would probably resent you for the rest of your life and that is not the most important part the most important part is that he had to go through it when it was totally avoidable but let me know what you guys think jerk or not a jerk for choosing my brother over my marriage am i the jerk for refusing to rsvp to my sister's wedding because i'm required to write an application essay just to attend yes i know this sounds insane but i'm living in it so my sister is getting married next february destination wedding no less i have doubts whether this wedding is actually going to happen with a global illness and everything but she is totally set on moving forward anyways because of the pandemic her original venue has made her cut down on guests because they're cutting capacity by half as a result she's sending out re-invites that asks everyone to RSVP again. But in order to figure out who to invite and who to cut, she's asking all confirmed guests to submit 250 word essays to two questions. The gist is that they'll use these essays to choose who can come or not based on people's enthusiasm. People who don't write essays at all will be automatically disqualified. I just feel really insulted by all of this. The questions aren't even pandemic related. It's broad topics like, why do you still want to celebrate this day with us? And what will attending our wedding mean to you specifically? So she's blatantly looking for people to kiss her butt and tell her why they really want to go. Anyways, I told her in advance, I'm not writing 500 words on why I need to attend her wedding, spend my own money on plane tickets slash hotels, and buy her a present. This has really rubbed her and my parents the wrong way. She said that to keep things fair, if I don't fill out the RSVP correctly, I won't be saved a spot. I said, fine with me. Then my parents said, if I don't show up, I'm going to be in big trouble with all of our relatives, so just write the essays. Am I the jerk if I stay stubborn on this? I'm already annoyed at the thought of spending thousands and coming home to quarantine, but I will not belt out 500 words on how this is totally my choice. Am I the jerk? She also mentions that she's a 27-year-old female and that she doesn't live with her family, but this is her only sister. And that the sister has framed these essays as surveys, but there's a word limit on them. So if you don't reach the word limit on Google Forms, you can't even submit it. And apparently her parents think this is perfectly reasonable, nice even, because her sister is letting everyone have the chance to attend. The best idea of what to do here that I've seen so far is to send a copy and paste of the text. Mom and dad said I have to come or I'm in big trouble over and over and over and over again until it hits 250 words and then submit that and at the end say I'm your sibling 
Which makes sense because, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having an immediate family exception about this. I mean, is she making the parents write this essay as well? And if she is and they don't write it, is she going to tell her parents that they can't go? I think the same should apply to the sibling as well. I mean, it's her only sibling. So the parents and the sibling are all immediate family. Anyone outside of that, maybe you can apply this to them, but it doesn't really make sense if you actually want this core group of your family to be there. So let me know what you guys think, jerk or not a jerk, and what would you do?